Welcome to Couples Corner, where myself and Grace talk about stuff and things and our opinions and different views on things. I'm your host, Keenan. I'm Grace. Um, and today we have a guest, Greta, here. Hello. And we're going to be talking about fixed versus growth mindset. We're going to be talking about how vulnerability plays mm-hmm. into that and uh, how self-confidence is also affected by vulnerability and all of that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll get both of you guys' opinions on all of that. Um, so the first thing, uh, what is growth versus fixed mindset? Well, I know. Greta, do you want to take a stab at it? Um, yeah, let's let's try it. So I would say that fixed mindset would be kind of synonymous with um, being closed-minded on things and the way that you think about the world. Um, you kind of identify that as the only way that the world works. Whereas a growth mindset would be kind of synonymous to like, oh, I've got an open mind. Let me learn and take what I'm learning and apply that to my own thoughts and, you know, see how I can That is grow. exactly it. Could not have said it that any is like, That is the definition. That was really good. Thank you. Um, do you think vulnerability is a fixed mindset? No. I would almost think the opposite. Because I think if you're vulnerable, then you're more likely to change your mindset in order to, like, adapt to situations that would make you less vulnerable if that makes sense so like if you're vulnerable in like a social social situation and like say you feel sorry I'm no <laughs> and you feel um you feel uncomfortable in a certain area then you're probably going to try to adapt so that you feel more um like confident in yourself and feel less vulnerable like so, for example, if you're in a dangerous situation and you feel bad, right? Yeah. And you feel like you're at risk of something. Yeah. And you feel very vulnerable and it's very clear in your mind, like, oh, shoot, I'm going to be taken advantage of right now. Um, you're going to do everything in your power to make yourself less at risk. So you'll, you'll be more likely to grow and change rather than staying fixed and staying vulnerable wow yeah no that was that was some good thought about it i guess i had never thought about it like that for me i was i was definitely thinking it was probably more of a a fixed mindset you know i think when people think they're they say they're vulnerable they say they're vulnerable you know i don't know people don't say they're vulnerable but you know they're like oh i'm i'm weak you know and all that kind of stuff leads to that vulnerability kind of mindset and when you say it yourself, it kind of solidifies it for yourself. Oh, definitely. You know, that that is your reality. I think it's a lot of, like, self-image versus vulnerability. Yeah. Like, if you're someone with strong self-image or if you want to have a strong self-image, especially in, like, how you ideally want to see yourself and you currently see yourself as vulnerable, you're going to want to change that so it matches your ideal self more than your actual state. But if you're someone with, like, low self-confidence, then you're not going to, like you said, it'll be very much more of a fixed mindset. Yeah. That was my next uh, question I was going to ask. Uh, do you think self-confidence is fixed? I think it's more fixed yeah. than vulnerability because I think it takes a lot more effort to try and change if you even want to change. How can you change? 
from can, low self-confidence to higher yeah. self-confidence. How do you go about growing in self-confidence? Going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? Um, I think maybe... I don't want to say like others are going to completely influence you, but kind of surveying how others have grown in their own uh, self-confidence. Mm. And it's kind of like a chain where you could just see like what they're doing in the, their lives. But then again, that's like double-edged sword where you're yeah. comparing yourself to them exactly. and having lower say, self-confidence. Is it self-confidence if you're mimicking somebody's somebody else's self-confidence? You know? And then, like, yeah, not necessarily like taking exactly what they're doing, but just seeing that it's possible in many different ways mm -hmm. and what's weird to add on to that is so many people i think apply the concept of like fake it till you make it yeah and so what you could see as them being very self-confident they're actually the complete opposite and they're just faking it so then i think like a lot of the growth in self-confidence comes from first recognizing your own level of self-confidence and then seeing like other people's and comparing it but where the actual growth comes in is like applying those to your own because you can't change your own self-confidence like as much as people say like oh you're this type of person you'll believe that but if you want to improve your own self-confidence like you have to do those steps yourself yeah it's tough I, for me i feel like i have this mask of self-confidence i feel like like even today we were at the gym and one of the kids from my class was there and i talked to him and I felt very, like, I, I have, a, like, this mask of confidence. And mm. I was just going to talk to him, and we had this conversation. But, I don't know, I feel like in my soul, I know that, like, I'm not as confident as I was acting there. Yeah. But is that true if I acted confident in that situation? Right. Yeah. Right? It's, those... like, it's almost, like, counter, counter contradicting itself. But there. is that, like, a step in you growing your self-confidence? Like, taking those... Uh those steps or is that like making it worse you know like pretending to be hmm. highly self-confident but am i pretending if i'm doing that's the thing like yeah. that's a more of a mental thing like well because then you go back and like you said like you went back and thought about it and then you realized oh i'm actually not as self-confident as i was like quote-unquote pretending to be so now I think I'm less self-confident because I'm not who I said I was. I think a big thought I had was, I think for me, self-confidence all comes from not second-guessing myself. Because mm -hmm. I think I can act very self-confident, but the moment I walk away from a situation where I felt self-confident and second-guess if I was self-confident or if I was wearing a mask, right. that's immediately what breaks down that self-confidence. Yeah. And so if I were to have the moment where you know I am confident, and then walk away and just be content with w the situation that just happened. Yeah. Then I guess I would consider that self-confidence for myself. But it's hard to, I don't know. It's all. It's of hard to is... put it into like one, like label it, label yourself and your self-confidence as like one thing too. Because I think when I'm more vulnerable, kind of going back to that, I'm way less self-confident. Yeah. Like if I'm in a situation like, like, Grace and I, last year, we summited Mount Baker, and that was the first thing I had ever really done like that, and I felt very vulnerable, and I felt not very self-confident in that, but I'm a music major, and so I feel more self-confident in my music abilities than, like, 
my rock climbing abilities. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you, from that rock climbing experience, you took away something from it still. Oh, from that yeah. I grew. You took, yeah. I for sure grew. And even if it wasn't growing in your skills in rock climbing, it still kind of helped you find like that yeah. self-confidence yeah. to do better in music and all that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, wow, like I am capable of doing more than just what I see myself doing. If that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. so, I, like, what I'm kind of getting is that when you are vulnerable, you are using a growth mindset, like you were saying. Yeah. Like, you were put in a situation climbing a mountain, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is not what I'm meant to do. And right. that's a fixed mindset. And then afterwards, like, whilst doing it, yeah, um, while, while still vulnerable. So I think you can switch. Yeah. Like, but that's that's weird. It's, it's dicey so, it's very to think dicey. about. Yeah. But did that experience make you more confident, self-confident, to take on other experiences? Yes and no. Um, I don't know what those other experiences would be. Yeah, I guess know? it's a tough question. I mean, you I know, see what you're saying. like Grace said, climbing a mountain, it's not something you'd think, like, that's my calling, you know, that's right. what I'm doing, you know. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, whoa, and then you're put in a situation and you have to have that growth mindset to, mm-hmm. to put yourself in that vulnerability to do it. But after that experience and you, you know, look back on it, is that, has your self-confidence grown enough to the point of where someone asks you to, like, I don't know, scuba dive in the Mariana Trench or something, right? And you're like, can I do it? You know, like, (laughs) am I self-confident enough to, like, do this? I think it's also just not even, like, self-confidence, but what is your personality like? Like, are you someone who is, and, and kind of, like, personality and fixed mindset and growth mindset all in one is, like, do I want to have those experiences to yeah. like learn more or am I comfortable with yeah. what I have already done and just continue chugging along mm-hmm. with that? It's very, it's, it's kind of like all tangled up in like this big web of like how you view, view yourself, how you view the world around you. But at the same time, I feel like there's enough distinctions it's more like a Venn diagram, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it's like they're their own key assets and stuff, but there's a lot of overlap in each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's very personal that each person, yeah. like what defines self-confidence for them. Yeah. Um, I know one thing that like is for some reason super impactful on my self-confidence for some reason, even though it's like barely nothing. I say, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm and as a sentence filler yeah Yeah. it's just a filler like people say um or something i say you know and i've been trying to stop and i but now i've started to notice every time i say it yeah and i think i worked it out with grace we're talking about it late one night but i think i worked out the reason i say you know is to have that reassurance from somebody else who's listening that what i said is validated by them right you know and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, it helped me gain that sense of self-confidence that what I said mattered. Yeah. And, uh, and that goes back to what I was talking about with being self-confident with, um, with what I'm saying, but then all of a sudden I go back and need that validation and then it kind of cuts back on my self-confidence right then and there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting. Do you think that you say, you know... In, search, in situations where you feel more vulnerable? Like if you're with like new people that you're meeting? I feel like you would say it less. I think you say it a lot around me. 
Yeah. Oh, like maybe more so like people that you like really care about and like. Yeah, maybe people I'm more comfortable with because I want. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be an interesting experiment. Somebody take a tally of every time I say it and who I'm with and what the situation is and we can review it in a couple months. And be yeah. Like, These are the times. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I definitely feel more vulnerable around like people of authority. Oh, yeah. And I find that my self-confidence is like dropped. <laughs> like, like below zero. <laughs> and I'm trying to work on that because especially now like where we are in our lives, you know, we're gonna, you know, yeah, we're gonna start, um, you know, <laughs> kind of like getting into the workforce and stuff, and like we're gonna have managers oh and bosses. Gosh. So what are you gonna do to work on that self confidence? I mean, honestly, the classes that I've been taking this quarter um, gave me a lot of opportunities. Like I had a big final presentation in front of a live client for one of my classes, and that was super stressful and super just like oh my gosh like I don't want to screw this one up you know even though it was like completely it was grade based and in the grand scheme of things it's really not going to impact a lot but the amount of stuff that you learn about yourself going through processes like that and trying to gain confidence and I think a lot of the confidence in those situations in particular come from foundational things like what can we do like we had a presentation and it was with a group um, in front of this client and our group got together like the day before and the day of and practiced the presentation for like seven hours total. And it was just like, okay, those are the tools that you do to become more self-confident and like actually be self-confident in the final product Mm -hmm. or whatever. And you're just, I think role-playing, honestly, like, Rehearsing. Rehearsing, yeah. practicing. Visualizing. Just con- yeah, just consciously yeah. being, putting yourself in a place that is more self-confident. Yeah. I think, like, the more you know about a topic or whatever you're feeling vulnerable in, uh, the more you learn uh, about said thing. Like, if you're mm-hmm. doing a presentation, like you said, the more that you, like, just honestly know so that you can prepare for questions that might, like, come up. Yeah. I think that that automatically makes you a little more confident because you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to be embarrassed by anyone if yeah. I can't answer this correctly. Yeah. So that's why I think I like... So then does self-confidence come from com- uh, being knowledgeable on a certain subject? Like, be. would you be more so. self-confident, you know, uh, surfing if you surfed every day of your life, right? And you were with somebody who didn't surf, then you'd probably be really self-confident around that person. Yeah. I think especially going back to like that like music versus Mount Baker thing. Yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting look on it. Because after we did Baker, like we were asked to do it again this year. As leaders. As leaders, yeah. Who will potentially save someone from a crevasse if they fall in. Yeah. And I'm confident that we could do it again in the same situation that we were in last year where it was a four-person rope team and we had been practicing like for months yeah but now that there's that one little switch of oh we're gonna be leaders and there's a lot more people involved um and the leader that we had will be the leader of the overall group but won't be on our rope team yeah 
adds a whole new sense of vulnerability and lack of self-confidence. And that's where I'm getting, like, uh, the fake it till you make it. But, yeah. like, I want to think that I can fake it till I make it and be like, yes, I know all the steps, but really I don't. Yeah. And that's, like, a big difference of why in some instances you should definitely not yeah. fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Life or death. Yeah. Know what you got to know, and then you'll be more self-confident without faking it. Yeah. Is there any time you went into a situation extremely confident and came out, like, with the results you anticipated? With the results I anticipated? Yeah. Like, or I guess like yeah, what, I did that. Like, yeah, that you, you visualized it, you, like... Oh, yeah. So I'm becoming a teacher, right? Yeah. And so I've done lesson plans this entire quarter, and my first read-aloud picture book... I was very nervous, and I, I think I, like, was in a different dimension when I was reading it. Cause for some reason, even though it was just six-year-olds, I didn't want to mess up, mostly because there was adults in the room. Can you be nervous and still me. self-confident? Yes. Yeah. But... Uh, mm. Yes? Because, like, why would you be nervous then if you were already self-confident? I think you can be confident in the work that you've done, but it also goes back to, like, personality and, like, if you don't want to mess up on something, you're going to be anxious and nervous about it no matter the amount That's of work true. that you put into it. Yeah. At least for me. I like, um, when I was a swimmer, my uh, teacher, or, oh my gosh, my coach would always be like doing a check about how people are doing, and we'd always be like, we're like nervous. And she's like, well, if you weren't nervous, you wouldn't want to do it. Like, yeah. you wouldn't want it bad enough, or yeah. you wouldn't want to like perfect it enough. Yeah. So I think no, being yeah, nervous think... is actually pretty important in the things that you do. And you try to hype yourself up and get less nervous by boosting your self-confidence. Yeah. Like, yes, I did this work. Like, I, I am prepared. I am the most prepared I could be going into this. Here we go. Yeah. But those situations, like, that read-aloud was very vulnerable to you. Because yeah. Because that was the first, like, real-world application that you had of it. Um, yeah, totally. And then, like, leading into that, my second read-aloud, I had... I didn't actually um, really say it to anyone like I did the first one, but this one I like visualized it in my head and then I like went through the entire thing like 30 times before I actually did it. And it was like, I don't want to say it was like perfect, but it was pretty perfect. <laughs> and so that's like a time when I was like, I've got this, Miss Grace, don't fail these children. And then I didn't. So. Hell yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> the high stakes. Is there a time you. when you guys have gone into situations feeling very self-confident and came out and the result was not oh, yeah. expected? Yeah, like, he was, I thought you were going to ask that question. Uh, so that's why I was like, what? Oh, so the outcome I wanted. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> um, we did, I went to the Lummi Nation School on Wednesday and I had to pre uh, present about tribal sovereignty to tribal members. And I was so vulnerable there. Yeah. Like, I don't want to mess up because this is, like, people's lives. It's not, like, a past thing. It's, like, a thing that's happening right now. And I'm not an Indian, a Native American. And I'm, I'm not telling them, but I'm, like, learning alongside them is what I had to tell myself. But I was, like, presenting my thing about, um, about the Samish uh, water restorations or something. And then... And then a tribal member from the Samish came up and she was like, oh, I'm from the Samish. And she started asking us all of these questions. And I'm like, uh, I have, like, have literally no idea. You, I mean, you should, 
I, you shouldn't know necessarily, but you should know if it's your own tribe. Like, don't ask me kind of thing. And I was put in a really bad position because it was only a one credit class. And mm. was I really going to put that much time and effort in? Right. I should have because it's important. Yeah. The work that I was doing in that moment was very important. But that's when I was, like, pretty confident that I would be able to do this to, like, it was a high school. Well, it's K through 12. And so I thought I was just going to be doing it to kids. But then there was adults in the room. And then I just automatically, like, like Dang. plummeted. So that happened on Wednesday. Well, I'm sorry to have brought that one up. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's really good to reflect on, though. Like, yeah. I had... Because um, that's how you grow for next time. Yeah, I did have the opportunity to do that, and it did feel like a very safe space. Like, that's good. my brain just kind of malfunctioned a little bit, but then afterwards I was like, wait, this is a school. We're all learning together. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be... My professor wouldn't have done this to me if it weren't okay with the tribal members, knowing that we might not get everything right because we are not from those places. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like grew from that experience. You had a growth mindset. I had a growth mindset. <laughs> I think probably the most, one of the most embarrassing moments uh, for me, uh, I trick a lot. And one of my friends came to the gym and was like, let's have a tricking battle. And I was like super cocky because mm-hmm. I, I was very self-confident in my ability to beat him. Mm-hmm. And my tricks are better than his and everything. And I go, yeah, let's go. And I'm smack talking him. I'm like, yeah, you're shit. You're not going to do better than me. He goes, I go. And then like right as I start, my very first trick, which is an easy trick, I like take off on my foot and roll it. Oh. And then I like... Like, I'm putting all my body weight onto my ankle, and it just, like, rolls and pops. Everyone nope. could hear it. Everyone stopped. And I just, like, slammed my body into the ground and was just, like, in so much, in pain. So much pain. Right yeah. after I had just smack-talked him for, like, 20 minutes about how I was going to annihilate him. And then the first trick, <laughs> roll my ankle. I'm on the ground, like, almost crying in pain. And they had to, like, yeah, cast it out or, like, you know, bandage it up. And mm-hmm. then my mom took me to the... Uh, Aww. ER and everything and we had it looked at it and they were like oh it's just a really bad roll stay off of it and then they gave me like a, a boot kind of thing that had like compre- air compression on it Yeah. but yeah it was that was tough yeah. <laughs> isn't that weird though that like I think with both of your guys' um, examples of answers for that they were both kind of associated with like embarrassing times and like other people yeah like being present yeah just because I think, like, us as a society right now, especially with, like, social media and just our ages and everything and, like, the cultures that we grew up in, we're so honed in on how other people view us. Mm-hmm. And that could be said for our parents' times as well or our grandparents' times as well. Like, that's always, that's human nature. But I think it dictates how we view ourselves more now so than it has in so do you think our society, our generation is more vulnerable for that? Yeah. Especially because, like, Instagram's taking away likes. I, I was just about you to know? ask you about that. So do you think that's going to make people post less because they won't have as much, mm-hmm. like, self-confidence in the amount of likes? I think there's going to be a completely new social media platform that's going to take the place of Instagram. And we talked about this a lot in our, my consumer behavior class, actually, about... A lot of people are saying that Instagram is taking away likes with the hope that the reason behind it is to help people boost their self-confidence and, like, 
not rely so much on what other people think, you know? But in reality, it's to strip the power away from social media influencers. Because right now, all that money that is being given to social media influencers and brands is going between the people and the brands, and none of that money is getting funneled into Instagram. And so if they take away likes... Yeah, so if they take away likes, then the social media influencers are going to have no power. And it's just not going to have as much of a influence, you know, on how people see products. I wonder if they'll still leave, like, the number of comments. Because that could still be, Mm. like, you know, maybe people, instead of liking, will just start commenting, like, you know, like, one letter or something just to show, like, that they saw it. And then that'll, like, still make them more popular. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because they're taking away followers, like, follower counts and um, like counts. But you can still see how many people liked your post. So I don't know if that's, I don't know how that's going to affect us because we have been immersed in this app for so long that now we know the meaning and the significance of likes. And we already know, at least right now, like what other people in our social circle and in our network have the most likes, you know, Mm -hmm. compared to other people. And so we'll still probably be comparing ourselves just in our heads like, oh, I got 200 likes on this. I wonder what this person would have got if they posted the same thing. Yeah. You know, it might almost like I feel like even if somebody's not because you don't see their likes, but somebody you don't know very well starts posting more. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to see them as a more self-confident person Mm -hmm. because they're posting more, even though they can't see their likes, which is going to make you feel less self-confident because you're not posting as much as this person. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be weird to see how that affects things and how it affects like the younger gen- generations. Yeah, because you know? they were raised they were with a raised phone in their hands yeah. as a baby. Yes. True. Yes. <laughs> they were spoon-fed likes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in hard. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm very curious, especially as a marketer, marketing major, to see like. Will there be new platforms that emerge? I'm sure there will be that people will start going to instead of Instagram. Well, oh, yeah. Do you think those new platforms are just going to copy the old and bring back likes and all that? Do you yeah. think that like likes are so needed in our society yeah. that people will just yes. be yep. driven Facebook, to Facebook, I don't know about MySpace. Snapchat might even come out with a, with a new upgrade. Like a like counter know? or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Twitter? I mean... Amount of retweets. Yeah, oh my there's gosh. different types of likes on Twitter if you think about it, because there's likes and then there's retweets. and then they're like super like, which is like a retweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That'd be crazy. And even like TikTok, which is mm-hmm. you know based on likes. Do you have any other questions? No, I think that was it. Thank you very. I much. I think we really juiced it. I we think we really did really juice it. it. And it's recording. <laughs> it recorded. Perfect. <laughs> Grace and I did a podcast the other night. Uh, and for one of my classes and it was like we did like 16 minutes because it was a 15 minute minimum yeah and i go back to listen to it and it, when we got the first minute 30 we had that happen on one of our <laughs> so, were, were you there for that no, one i no. told her about no, it though it was dryden. yeah me grace and dryden and we talked it was the one of the coolest conversations i we had this conversation for like an two hour. hour. I think yeah. it was like two it hours. It was like the longest Jeez. ever, and it was going to be the greatest podcast. And I look back, and it got the first fifteen <laughs> seconds. It re- like for, oh, it sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks was like so welcome much. to Couples Corner, 
And then that was it. It was like, oh, no. Well, who, is, who is this podcast sponsored by today, you guys? Well, I just want to shout out to Anchor because Ooh. without you, baby, we would not be on Spotify. Ooh, without you, you, we would not be on other streaming platforms like the one I, my own personal podcast just got on today, Public Radio or something like that. Yeah, I think it's Public, public Podcast. And then there was also one called Breaker. So I'm on like four different platforms. Look at Grace Elizabeth Mearsman go. Yeah. I, so thank you, Anchor. Thank you so much, Anchor, as well as um, Sensory Jars. Oh, yeah. For all those that have anxiety, depression, mental illness of some sort that's not that severe. I shouldn't have said that one. <laughs> yeah, so head to sensoryjar.com, <laughs> sensoryjar.com and use uh, forward for a slash couples outlook. corner for 5% off. Um, <laughs> Don't let me talk ever again. You well, can that's buy not... them in all different See, colors and Grace shake them until they explode. her self-confidence issues. I'm vulnerable! <laughs> <laughs> because right. I didn't have the knowledge I needed to finish that sentence. <laughs> and so I've left having high self-confidence, leaving with low self-confidence. Hey, and you know what? We love that anyway. True. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you so much. Thank you for talk. contributing. That was, that was awesome. amazing. I love that I live with you. I love that I this live with you. This woman right here. That's, that's love. That's true love. Thanks for true listening. Love. Thanks for listening. This was Couples Corner, and see you later. Bye.